It is the fact that there is no aha moment. That's the one that tripped me up the most. I still, to this day, am reluctant to call myself a designer because I believe that designers didn't look like me. Which is like a deeper, <laughs> that's like a bar. <laughs> you know, like, that, that was my biggest hurdle, and that's what I mean to tell, that's the only, like, that's the main message that I'm delivering, is that most of these hurdles are self-imposed as designers. Like, they literally don't exist. There is no failure. Failure is, like, as real as, like, Halloween ghosts. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, I'm just going to work in an office. I'm going to work and be an assistant to like a bigger firm in architecture. And then on the weekends, I was going to DJ and be into Supreme shirts or something like that. And listen, go to like Travis Scott shows or something. You know, I was like, that's, that's what life is, nine to five. And then I, the aha moment was like, wait. I could just work, put out work, and if it's good, it works. If it's bad, no one notices. Then I could just get better at it. And then I could run into a friend or a brand and be like, hey, I got an idea. You know, and so that's, that's like, that's the reality. That's what I flew in peace out. The cool kids are out. <laughs> End quote. One, just before we even get into anything, you know, rest in peace to Virgil Abloh, you know, uh, a legend, a genius, a mastermind, innovator, futurist, you know, the, the a textbook postmodernist, and one of the most influential people to, I, I know both of us, but also to, you know, archaism and the stuff that we talk about on this channel regarding media. You know, I've actually been lucky enough to meet Virgil a couple times and uh, each time dude was super nice. And actually the first time I met him was actually during the Yeezus tour, which that tour blew my mind, changed my life. Like the Yeezus album by Kanye West, uh, now known as Ye, like that album is like top five, one of my favorite albums of all time. And, and Virgil, you know, creative was creative director of that. Of course, Virgil worked with Ye a lot. And, you know, he did a lot of albums. Uh, for the creative imprint Donda way back, uh, like kind of early 2010s. Um, and uh, man, just an incredible, incredible artist, super influential. One thing that really stands out to me is one of his quotes that said, you know, go back to the way you first organize your closet or your favorite colors, back to that early rationale before you learn too much. Every architect, designer, artist that I look up to, you know, whether they were doing period paintings or buildings in their early career to the end of their career, there's basically a through line. So what I would challenge you in your work, no matter what, is go back. You know, go back to when you were like, that your earliest memories or the way that you thought to organize something, the way you thought to organize your closet or what colors were your favorite back in that sort of like early rationale before you sort of learned too much, that's when your DNA started. And for me, that sort of leads me to my next slide, which I'm super proud of because it's the first time I've ever thought about what I'm doing. That 
to me, like if you were to put one Virgil quote out there as the quote, that one is the one. Like, how did you learn? How did you organize? What were your favorite colors? What was it before you learned too much, before you got sort of conditioned, you know, before you got programmed, before you got trained or, you know, you grew out of what you loved, you know what I mean? And if you, if you ever see, you know, really young kids, man, they have that explorative, you know, imagination about them where they just want to like, they want to know everything, see everything. They have questions, you know what I mean? You can't ever give up that inquisitiveness, you know, in your, in your heart and your spirit that you have, you know, that child in you is wise, right? Cause it's trying to explore and learn about the world. And that's what Virgil kind of taught me, man. And that's one of the things that he, I felt like that's one of his top five messages, you know, that I felt was really consistent in a lot of his lectures and a lot of his literature was like, there is a method that is genuine, that is true, that is, that is, that is from the source, you know what I mean? And ca capitalizing on that and, and being about that and harnessing that and focusing on that, that's, that's where life is. Definitely, definitely. I would have to agree. And he, that was one of the things about him was like being, just being creative. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, like the true artist, man, that we all, I think, admire at some degree is the one who can be successful from his ideas or her ideas. Mm. We all love the artist that's insanely talented, that's got that pen, you know, that's got that 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 tailoring hand. Like we 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 love to see Jordan play. You know, what I mean we love to see Floyd do what he does in the ring. But to see an artist, you know, not to say that Virgil wasn't wasn't Floyd, but the point that I'm making here is that whether or not he was the 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 best designer in quotes as Virgil would do it is not really relevant as shifting culture as opening up culture and breaking down those barriers so other artists could come in that maybe were better obviously i take a huge sort of passion about the creative work i do it's not even work it's just living for me but so the things that make it more tangible is that they make sense and that there's a lineage at least that i'm focusing on like a project irreverent to whatever medium it is so in closing basically put yourself in my shoes it's super weird to have this light on me i'm not that special you guys you know like you have all the resources and this is like a message because obviously like i'll be hanging out on the corner talking to kids that are aspirational about doing something design work and obviously when they see me here they're like what like you're at Harvard how come you don't come to like wherever and the whole point it's like it's in my sort of presentation it's not about one or the other it's that we're all in this one big conversation so the whole point of this whole sort of presentation of just stuff that normally doesn't get shown is I'd rather share it to the world so that somebody takes it and spins it off into something that is impactful for them. He literally was like, you know, I think in, in his Harvard lecture, you know, I'm gonna give you all the cheat codes. I identify with you guys. You know, I still feel like I'm a perpetual like kid at school. And that's, that's first thing that I wanted to deliver because when I was a student, all that I wish I knew now is that one person would have told me like one like ounce of advice that wasn't necessarily like 
the rest of your career will be like an uphill battle, but more likely that there's all these sort of shortcuts that you can take. And so that's what this literally this whole presentation is about. It's about shortcuts that I've learned through studying something super practical like engineering and architecture. These red slides are cheat codes. Basically, if you can answer them, you, uh, you basically give yourself a cheat code. And that's like the sort of 2.0 of these talks that I'm using. This is life is like a video game. Like, and to me, like, we can't do arcadism anything without talking about Virgil. When we talk about postmodernism, when we talk about games, when we talk about the, you know, the game theory, the video game ideology, all this sort of stuff, like, Virgil comes up in that. He, he even did the Louis Vuitton, I think, game uh, for one of, the, one of the releases. He did, like, an LV game. The levels to that, uh, as it relates to, you know, arcade theory, arcadism, game theory, and, uh, you know, arcade culture is deep, you know what I mean? And I, would, I, I wish we would have had the opportunity to have him on Arcade Press and, and ask him about, like, what games did he play growing up? Because we right. know Ye also loves video games. He said his favorite character was Sonic. I remember seeing in one video, and he was going to call his album Turbo Graphics 16. So, like, like, video games are a part of the culture, man. You can't really avoid it. Most definitely. Yeah, no, that would have been a great conversation and i'm pretty sure he's had experiences in in arcades or arcade culture because he was definitely multifaceted in terms of his uh interest and that's kind of what i was getting at before is like before it was it was frowned upon mixing and blending other mediums R really the idea of arcadism beforehand and obviously you talked about it being around and, and the mythology behind it being around but to put it i guess on a main stage and for it to be accepted, it was, he kind of took a lot of the backlash for that. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, you touched on a lot of great points. I think like, you know, going back to what you said about the business sense of it, you know, like the fact that he, you know, he was a businessman with it. You know what I mean? He was able to make it, you know, a profitable venture for him. And he was, and like, he even said in one interview that I was watching, like, you know, what's he, you know, was he going to be regulated to just doing T-shirts, just doing mm. streetwear, or could he design at the highest levels? You know what I mean? And and it seems like, you know, if anybody else, let's say, of a different background, of a different ethnicity, for, for you know, if you will, if they said that, it would almost seem strange sometimes because it's like, what do you mean? Like, either you, you know, you know somebody, you went to design school, like, you know, Virgil went to school, you know, mm. but he, 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 from based on what he said in his lectures, like he question himself he thought he had to be a perfectionist he thought he had to be this he thought he had to be that you know he had doubt that he had to overcome you know and to me that really humanized what I thought was a larger than life designer was that he was like where we all were or are or am or or was at one point in our life what we think can I really do this yeah you know what I mean and, and the fact that he he left us at the top of his game giving scholarships out and giving donations out and helping people and doing covers and lifting other people up, not really trying to be all about him. It's a testament to the fact that like, we need to follow suit. You know what I mean? And, and I remember telling you the other day, like, I feel like the work that we do is directly, you know what I mean? Like a, a contribution to Virgil's legacy specifically. And, and it hurts to know that like, it take, it takes him going for me to really, really realize that, but like that, that's the reality that we live in, live in. And, and I hope other artists around the world feel empowered 
to take a risk, to put themselves out there, to not be a perfectionist. You know, like one of the things Virgil said was once I realized that it's okay to not be a perfectionist, I could suddenly do a million things at once. You know what I mean? And it's like, as a writer, I'm super critical of my work. You know what I mean? And I know as a video artist and as a designer yourself, you're critical of your work. You know what I mean? But it's like at this point, you know, with, with what Virgil left us off, off at, I feel like we got to finish the rest of the page. You can't waste even a day subscribing to what someone thinks you can do versus knowing what you can do. What drives me is curiosity. And I promote giving students the platform to be curious and let their ideas wander. I'm an eternal optimist. So I, you know, I fundamentally believe that the world can be better. You know, I don't think about boundaries. I don't think about boxes. I'm an optimist that believes in creativity. And of course, when you do that, all of a sudden you start drawing all over the paper and not within the lines. Just listen to what Virgil said, man. If people just listen to what the man said, he was so on point, man, in his lectures and his books. He was so on point. He, you know, you can't, you can't control this. You can't over control it. And he was a dude that was like, look, I'm gonna put quotes around it. And I'm gonna let the, the you know, whatever they say, the bullets fly where they may, or, you know, the chips fall where they may, as they say, you right. know what I mean? He was like, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it rip. You know what I mean? He was a skateboard guy, you know? Yeah. And like, he was a graffiti dude, dude. That's another thing I wanted to mention to you was like, he was a graffiti dude. Like he comes from that graffiti school of thought. Yeah. Like the first time I met him, he signed my Yeezus poster and he, he, he signed it in, in like a graffiti tag. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So like he's from that school of overriding culture, you mm. know, and, and as Ye said in the recent interview, like, yeah, you know, Virgil was Virgil was turned, man. Like he was turned, but he was subdued. like he wasn't subdued, but he was chill about like how he went about it. But he was graffitiing. He was doing graffiti to culture. He was Basquiat culture. He was yeah. adhering culture. And that's why it's so important that we turn up on our work as a relationship to Arcadism because it's continually continuing that legacy of individuals fusing with 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 large institutions, with big ideas, with with hundred with nations basically. You right. know, you talk about LVMH, these are nations. <laughs> you know what I mean? These are banks, these are world banks, you know, fusing with these entities and adding the accents of life and of culture that we'll remember forever. Like this one is you, you know, the idea that, you know, I don't know what your internal metric is for what your goals are. They should all be very different, but you guys are born at a very awesome, distinct time. Like, I think that this is the Renaissance. Don't get sort of trapped into like this, everything sucks, the world is like coming to an end. That's just like an internal mechanism basically to chill. When you don't have to put yourself out there, you can like wake up every day and come up with excuses, but it's exactly the opposite. And I think you guys have an awesome education background. You guys are, you're intrigued enough to come hear this rambling of a bunch of random projects, but I know you guys uh, if you're interested in this, you guys are interested in tackling something that isn't on, that isn't seen yet. So with that, I'm done. Right. I love the statue too, man. And I feel like Virgil was here. That's him. Yeah. That's him, you know, signing, mm -hmm. you know, signing the name. Like we were here.
you know that's the same thing that that street artists do they put that tag up and let you know we were here Mm. you know what i mean and um i saw yay did like uh he did a a a cover of adele song apparently they said it was tributed to ablo and it was like uh go easy on me you know but he did the sunday service mix bro you gotta hear that man like Actually, I remember when I went, when I went, when I was at, you know, the tour, at, at, you know, at one of the spots during the Yeezus tour and Virgil walked in and I said, yo, that's Virgil. And the dude next to me was like, who's Virgil? See, this is before yeah. Off-White. Yeah. You know, facts. technically. He wasn't the 10 million, 40 million, whatever million Instagram followers he was back then. Not to say he wasn't, he wasn't popular because of course he was, you know, but it's nowhere near the level that he was. And like you said, that rapid progression was insane. How many mm-hmm. how many people's eyes were on his work in that 10 year period. And I remember I was like, dude, that is Virgil, bro. You know what I mean? Like that's the, that is the dude. And uh, I remember seeing, I think it's like called Voyeur or something. I don't know who was responsible of it, but it's like this, it was Watch the Throne era. And it was mm-hmm. like showing Ye and Jay together and i think virgil's in it narrating bruh it is incredible way bigger so i'm not trying to see like what i'm doing is the most important thing that's happened on the planet but what i'm saying is what i'm doing is necessary just like if it's one teacher teaching the class what she's doing is necessary he's just like this is my process this is what we think and i was like wow you know what I mean? It's like, I was like, wow, like you guys have ideas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you just got raw ideas and you believe in them and you want to see them happen. Um, yeah, like, man, that I, I just, yeah. man, it, it, it's just shocking to think this, he's gone, like this guy's gone, like, you know, he meant he 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 means so much to me and so many others. I I just it just man, it, it's just unbelievable, man, unbelievable. So suddenly, just wow. But you know what? It like I said, this is fuel for us, and I know for a fact that he would want us to do this work and continue the research and continue to chop videos up and, and read and write like continue man like literally i feel like we are you know literally carrying on his legacy you know what i mean like i, I really feel like if i talked to him and i was like hey man me and uh archives at midnight we got this project that we're doing these dope vi-. like he'd be like word word dope yeah that sounds cool I, I know he I know he yeah. will be vibing with it. You know what I mean? Like, and I can hear him now, like saying, like, just do it, man. Just yeah. go for it. You know, and that that's that's something that man, like, you just can't, it's worth more than gold, man. To to hear that person and to still hear that person. And and you know what, man, Jesus, man. Donda. You know, we live in a we live in a special time, man. We really do. Mm-hmm. Indeed. It's bigger than pop. It's way bigger than pop. It's more meta than pop. On behalf of Louis Vuitton, Benzwear Studio, this season five is dedicated to undying creativity and standing up in the face of those things that ill us. And in these uncertain times, 
May creativity be our voice. On behalf of my Louis Vuitton studio and the creatives that made the show possible, we thank you for your mind, heart, and attention. Origato. This is brought to you by Archives. Yeah,